Monday, everyone. I'm your host, Heidi Poon, and welcome to the Happy Spotless Minds podcast, a weekly lifestyle and career podcast for the everyday millennial to learn, connect, and smile to. On season two, we focus on the key question, who do you want to be in a couple of years? Join us as we discuss topics on career goals, personal development, and mentorship with those that have experienced it all. Turning hardships into happiness, one episode and one lesson at a time. Hey, 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 I'm back with another interview episode and today's guest is a very special one as are any of my guests, I guess. <laughs> but today we're talking to Jenna Labiak. She is the founder of The Silk Labs, which is a Toronto-based small business that specializes in silk goods. So silk scrunchies, silk pillowcases, hair care, and everything like that. So I'm super excited to speak to her on the topic of growing your small business. I think right now e-commerce is on a boom and, and there's so many small business out there that are just trying to pivot and grow their brand now. So I'm super excited to talk to her about how she grew her brand, the difficulties she's faced, and also the tips she has for us. And also the tips she has to really stand out and differentiate yourself in a saturated industry. Hope you enjoy the episode. Happy Monday, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. You know, in season two, it's really about that focus on girl bosses and also, you know, small businesses, especially in Toronto. So I'm really excited to introduce you to Jenna. So she is the founder of the Silk Labs. I'm super excited to have her talk about, you know, growing her business and also, you know, what inspired her to start this. And and honestly, I'm just in love with the products as well. So hi, Jenna. Welcome. I'd to talk about your platforms, your business, your horoscope, and then we'll start it off with an icebreaker question. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I want to start with that. And as you know, I am a fan, so it's so great to be here and I can't wait to get into it. (laughs) In terms of the icebreaker question, um, the first one that I have come to mind, and I always change it up for each of my guests, but it is you know, if you had a choice to either time travel to the future, <laughs> time travel to the past, which one would you choose? And it doesn't have to be your past. So it can just be, oh. you know? Well, I think this is a little bit of a selfish answer, but I think I would want to go into the future, see what I need to invest into and then <laughs> come back, use that and maybe share with some other people from feeling generous. <laughs> Honestly, I agree, you know, (laughs) the stock market takes you in 20 years and then bring that information back to that now. I'm sure there's a lot I could help with in the past, but that's the first thing that came to my mind. (laughs) That's, that's super interesting because, um, for me personally, like I love history. So Mm -hmm. my automatic answer was like, I'd love to go back to the past, like just to see how it's like, but Honestly, the future sounds really exciting too. And it's such an entrepreneurial mindset that you have. (laughs) Yeah. Firstly, we'll be going into the truth or myth session. And then we're going to first talk about all about Silk Labs, how you founded it, you know, the meaning behind the business and everything. 
And then second of all, we're going to be talking about your tips and tricks, focusing on growth and expansion. I know that the Silk Labs is growing rapidly and it's so exciting to see them in stores and also selling at other places as well. So super excited to talk to you about any tips and tricks you have over there. But I guess starting with the truth or myth session. So I have three, but we're kind of going to mix it like half business, half just like hair myths in general, because I'm sure our listeners want to know as well. The first one is silk is better than satin for your hair. Yeah, this is a really good question to ask, because genuinely, if you don't understand the difference between the two textiles, when you feel them, they feel pretty similar. So a lot of customers will say, what's stopping me from getting a satin product? It's so much cheaper, which I totally understand. The mindset behind it, but a lot of people believe that satin in itself it's its own textile, but it's actually the way like something is woven. So a lot of the times when a garment says satin, it's a little bit tricky because it's actually polyester woven as satin. So it is basically plastic and it, it feels like silk, but it's plastic and silk is so much better for your hair and skin because silk is the only textile that really replicates our own hair follicles. So the reason why it's so good for your hair is it almost tricks your hair to believe that it's like more hair on your hair and your own hair, you know, it doesn't cause friction. It doesn't damage your hair. It doesn't create dents or frizz. So that's why it's so good for our hair. And it really doesn't have any difference when you take it out of your hair, your hair looks the same. So that's like a big myth that I'm debunking. (laughs) Yeah, no, right on this pod. I love it because um, I know that, you know, personally feeling the two fabrics, I have that exact same question as a consumer. I'm like, this feels the exact same. Mm -hmm. I can get one for 15 bucks versus one for 90 bucks. Of course, I'm going to go for the cheaper one if it looks and feels the same. But it is definitely a tricky product just because A lot of people, you know, like you were saying, like they feel it and they don't really know the difference. But that's why I have to often like remind my customers or post a lot about it. And as a business owner, you feel repetitive. But then you remember a lot of people are coming for the first time and they don't know the difference. Yeah, no, I agree too, especially working in this business where and we're going to get into it a little bit deeper afterwards too. But having such a not a close competitor, but in terms of look and feel, having satin so close, it's really easy to, you know, want to find ways to kind of make sure that you're having that competitive pricing edge. But at the Mm -hmm. same time, it's like you're delivering on that quality that, you know, satin cannot give. So we're debunking it right now. (laughs) Invest the money. (laughs) Yes, invest the money. Okay, so for the second one, it is ratings and reviews are crucial for small businesses. I'm going to say myth again, which I think is a little bit controversial, but I will get into it. So we don't rely heavily on traditional reviews on our website, but we focus more on raving customers on our socials that post more organically on their story. For us, it feels a little less pushy and scripted, especially because a lot of small businesses often ask their customers to review or they'll give them 10% off if they review which there's nothing wrong with that. I think it just depends on your business's target demo. And you don't, you just have to figure out what your target demo trusts. So I think our target demo really trusts the organic like story of like, oh, I really love the scrunchie. Something that feels a little bit more like your friend instead of a website review. But again, something like Amazon, like they rely on 
the reviews. So it just depends on your demo, I think. Yeah, I was just about to bring up the Amazon thing because I think a year ago or so, I just realized that, you know, most of those top reviews, like they pay for those reviews. Yeah, so yeah. I felt so cheated on because I was like, <laughs> I just always thought that people were five starring these reviews because they loved it. But I yeah. totally agree on that organic point. And then the last one is, it's better to specialize in in one product rather than have a range of different product offerings. Okay, my first true. <laughs> yes, the last one. <laughs> the um, first and the last. <laughs> yes. I found success with the Silk Labs with mastering that one product and we grew from that point. When you're a small business, I think your budget is tight, so you really have like you're only able to get it right like once or twice to get that perfect perfect like call, like love, love, love this product, repeat customers. And when a customer sees a brand offering one product, I assume they believe that you're the expert in that product, that you have got it down, you've got it. Like just an example, if you were looking for like the perfect pair of socks, if you found an Instagram page and they only sell socks and their whole feed was socks, you'd be like, okay, these are the ones, they got it. Look how many people love them. But then if you found a full clothing store that happens to have socks somewhere on their website, it almost feels like an afterthought, I believe. So I think when you have that one product that like, is your product, people will trust that you've mastered it and they will then pay a premium price for it. Yeah, I think especially for, as you mentioned, like small businesses, when it's not necessarily your name that you're selling, it's the mm -hmm. products that you're selling and you're really selling that expertise, right? So yeah, you know. yeah definitely, definitely, I agree. So going into the first part, we're going to be talking about all about Silk Labs and how you started it. So super excited to hear more about that yeah. adventure and like your difficulties going up to it. So I think the first question, general, of course, what inspired you to start Silk Labs and kind of what is the motto and the purpose behind the company? Yeah, uh, so I think I have a little bit of a different story compared to most people because it really started very organically. I never thought I wanted to be a business owner. It was some, never like crossed my mind. And as a consumer, I was just on Google, searched silk scrunchies just because I heard my friend talking about how good they are for her hair. So I was like, okay, like I want to get some. I just noticed the prices weren't really what I was looking for. The styles weren't really what I was looking for. I couldn't find any small businesses doing it, which is crazy. Like at the time, I couldn't find anyone like, that wasn't at Sephora or like bigger or at Ulta doing it. So then I didn't even know how to sew. And I bought some silk for $30, borrowed a sewing machine, and then went from there. And then from that, my friends were asking for them. And it just went and went and went. I started an Etsy. And it just grew from that. So with that, of course, there was a lot of like pivoting that needed to happen because my mindset was not, okay, this is what I'm going to live off. So it's been a journey. <laughs> yeah, just like starting on Etsy and then soon like kind of pivoting that as well mm -hmm. as you're starting to grow bigger. I'd say that I've seen a lot of small businesses kind of pop up from Etsy too and kind of yeah. start there as well. Would you say that that's like a good starting platform in your experience to start your business? 
Yeah, I remember even at the beginning when I was going to networking events, just because my Etsy was doing well, a lot of people were, were saying, oh, why are you on Etsy? Why are you on Etsy? It's not professional. But I really got a lot of repeat customers from Etsy. And I built a lot of really good relationships from Etsy. And it really has that handcrafted personal experience. So I think it Etsy's great for a lot of people. People stay on Etsy for years. It's it's a really great platform. It's how people discovered me too, but I think we just outgrew it at some point. So for the second question, and I'm really interested in this because I just chopped off six inches of dead hair. Oh, wow. So I'm really interested to know, you know, what are some, what's kind of the top tip you have for a girl who's maybe new to hair care or any common mistakes that you want to demystify? Yeah, so I would definitely say the haircut was a good move. (laughs) I'll start with that. That's a great move. But this might not seem that interesting. But I would say my top tip is stop damaging your hair. (laughs) (laughs) Either stop or start preventing it. It's the same thing. You know how skincare gurus say, if you're not wearing sunscreen, don't get the expensive skincare products. It's the same thing. Because you can get the luxury products, you can get the full experience for hair care. But if you're damaging it with too much heat or dyeing it, I just think you're not going to see the benefits. So that would be my first step one. You're getting into hair care. Stop, please stop damaging it if you can. Yeah, for sure. No, that's definitely a tip that I need to take because I recently got the Revlon oh, hairbrush yeah. that everyone has. It. I have right and it's Mm -hmm. just like you know once you go and you see all the volume you Mm -hmm. can get it's just so hard not to do it one day (laughs) so it's it's a really good tool and if you can like find a way because I personally I don't wash my hair that much because I have super super thick hair and I truly believe it's one of the keys for hair health also so I try to like give myself a blowout with that brush like once a week and then maintain it throughout the week and then do it so if you're able to go longer without washing your hair, then it's still a great tool. Yeah, just as minimal as possible. Yeah. And then lastly, so looking into the future, you know, short term, long term, what are really the goals you have for Silk Labs, let's say in 2021? And if you have any preview that you can give to our listeners (laughs) or any sneak peeks, we'd love to know. Yeah, well, I truly believe in like keeping our core products and improving those. So another thing that might not be that exciting, but we did just redo all of our sizes for 2021. So we just like improved our measurements, which isn't that juicy and exciting. But I'm, I'm all excited. About, yeah. I'm excited. I love I'm all, like the big one. Yeah. Like jumbo. I'm all about just trying to put money back into improving your best sellers instead of expanding into like all new like products. So that's a big thing that was big for us, but not that exciting. And then another thing is we're going to, I'm just going to say it because why not? Uh, we're doing claw clips. <gasps> oh my gosh. Are you, are yeah. you using um, the same as your comb, like the same mm-hmm. kind of patterns as the comb? So I know there's like the tortoiseshell yeah. and the pearl one, like the pearly white one. Yeah, they're very similar in tone. They're just a little bit different. But I was like, I don't, I don't like to keep secrets, so why not? I'll tell you. <laughs> when, when can we hopefully see them? February, yeah, end of February, I think, if we're done production. That's super exciting! Wow, that was like a surprise at me too. <laughs> That's super cool. But 
going into part two, really talking about the difficulties, the tips you have in terms of the back end and growing your business. The first one is what's your top tip for a small business that wants to start expanding their business, whether that be in store or their presence online, on social media, et cetera? Mm-hmm. Well, I would say to really choose your target audience wisely. I know this might seem like basic 101 business, like you're here for some like new juicy (laughs) information. But when I say that, it's like, I find when I talk to a lot of business owners, I'll say, oh, what's your target audience? And they'll say, you know, identifies as female 20 to 30. But I get that. But you, I feel you really have to dig deeper, especially now with there's so many like different niche aesthetics and looks on Instagram. So really like make a profile for your ideal customer. Like where else do they shop? Where do they shop when they're done at your store? Uh, What priorities do they spend their money on? Do they spend their money on clothes or self-care? Like what, what do they prioritize when they spend their money? I just think um, a lot of small businesses when they have, you know, they start to make money, they start to do well, they get a little bit confused and they think, Oh, I have this capital now. That means I have to expand into everything and do like, like say an example, like a t-shirt company starts doing really well and they think, okay, I have all this money now. I have to do a full clothing line. And I think that's great, but it's a little bit confusing for the target audience because now you had a niche audience and now you're going super wide and it's, it's just a little bit too much. So I think just really knowing who you're selling to. Yeah, I I agree too, because I think on the other side, as a consumer, I've gone to Instagram pages or websites, and I'm looking for something and I just find that their page is confusion. Like they don't even know what they're trying to promote. So I just Mm -hmm. like, like, this doesn't seem very reliable. Like, let me just find someone else who actually can show me that they know like expertise behind the products that they're selling, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, although it may be basic, it is definitely fundamentals and that's what you really want to work on, right? So I totally agree with that. So for the second question, it is, what would you tell your former self before starting the Silk Labs, knowing what you know today? So going back a couple years. (laughs) Um, So much. (laughs) There's so much (laughs) to learn. But I think the first thing that comes to mind is just logging everything you do, logging your expenses logging who you're gifting items to, what their response was, future projects, even carrying a notepad around and whatever comes to mind, just write it down. I'm sure you can relate with that. Like you probably are out somewhere and you think of a good idea for your podcast and you don't write it down and you get home and you're mad at yourself. Like I just think that's a big thing for me. Yeah, yeah. There's been so many times when I think of an idea and I'm like, I'm going to remember it. This is like such a good idea. I'm going to remember it. There's no way. I I don't need to write it down. And then a couple days later, I'm like, what was I thinking about? It's on the tip of my tongue, but I just don't know what that thought was. So definitely a notepad, maybe even two. Um, (laughs) Three, four. Yeah, like an agenda, everything. (laughs) The last question is how do you really differentiate yourself in a market that is saturated? So any tips for small businesses starting out and where was, you know, maybe a point of difficulty that you had to overcome through your journey growing the business? And Yeah, so with my business, I'm not inventing anything. I don't have a patent on anything. And I think that's the case for 90% of businesses, which is hard because then, you know, people are doing the same thing as you. And it's 
it's not bad, but it's just the reality and it makes it oversaturated. So I think you have to think what's something new I can do. That's not just my products. So I think the best way is with your content. I'm all about like using what you have. So an example is we pack all of our orders and a lot of businesses don't show that or they don't pack them themselves. So we just, we show everything. And I think that's what we have right now. And it's different than a lot of other people. So I, I just work with what is new and maybe not as seen. Yeah, yeah. And I think like even seeing those TikTok videos of people now <laughs> packaging their products, it always feels so much more personal in that aspect. Yeah. Yeah. And, and kind of like a follow up too, in terms of general tips or maybe, you know, a, a part in your journey where it might have been a little bit difficult. Yeah. What was kind of the lesson that you learned from that? I think it was when I had this awkward stage where, okay, this is doing well and I'm not keeping up with demand and people are actually getting upset that my website sold out. And am I going to do this full time or am I going to try to do this with a job? And it was that weird in between that. I feel like a lot of people don't talk about that stage of what is happening, what's going on. So I think that was kind of a hard time. And it, I guess it was a good issue to have, but it was hard. So that was definitely, I think that was the trickiest time to figure out how I was going to keep up with demand, how I was going to expand, where, where I was going to go with it and learning more about business in general. Yeah, honestly. And it's a, and it kind of comes as you go too. I yeah. feel like as you're kind of growing your business, it's then that you start to learn all these tactics, no matter how much other people can tell you, okay, you want to do X, Y, Z, like you want, you want to yeah. do this. It, you really won't understand until you go through it and you're really able to experience it, right? I know. I'm sure you've experienced that a lot as well because you started in the pandemic and I'm sure every episode you learned something new or someone was giving you advice you didn't ask for and then you were kind of lost on what to take and what not to take. Honestly, yeah, even starting, you know, like season two, knowing what direction I wanted to take it mm -hmm. in, you know, I think it, it was a lot of like soul searching as well as just like trusting my gut to be like, you know, I should just make something that I'm passionate about that I know I will want to listen yeah. to and then just go with the flow. So I'm pretty sure it's the same way as you when you're kind of like maneuvering that path. Um, I just want to say that I'm super excited for all the secret details that you, <laughs> well, the one secret that you kind of told <laughs> my us. My one little show. secret. <laughs> no, but it's still a huge thing. You saw it on my face too. My jaw dropped because I love clock. <laughs> I love clothes, oh, so I'm definitely excited. I feel like I embody the target audience <laughs> that you you're in the target niche. So yeah. as you're talking about, like, you know, they like shopping, they like skincare, <laughs> self-care. It's like, yeah, you're talking okay. about me right now. <laughs> call me now. Just call me out. Why don't you? Yeah. After COVID-19, you know, the first place that comes to mind, what is the first place you want to visit and why? Well, I definitely want to go to Barbados because that's where my boyfriend's family is from. So for the beach reasons and then also for visiting family reasons, that's where I will be going. Yeah, fingers crossed. Hopefully 2021, maybe like <laughs> in the in the in the back half of 2021 yes, or maybe 2022. Yeah, it'll you. probably be 2022. Um, for me, I think it would be New York City. Mm, so classic. 
a classic, <laughs> a classic for your target demographic, to be honest. There she is. You already got like that written down on your profile. It was like, love. I wrote it down work, in my notepad. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's because, um, so I just graduated this year and oh, I was supposed congrats. to go. Thank you. I was supposed to go to my graduating trip with my mom to New York. Um, so unfortunately, that got pushed oh. back. But yeah, I'd probably say there first. Have a lot of places in mind to take some nice photos, go yes. shopping. Yes. You're streaming Target demo for me right now. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. But anyways, thank you so much for coming on. It was a pleasure thank to talk you. to you. Thank you so much. This was so great. Bye. And that's it, everyone. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Feel free to DM me if you have any sort of feedback. I'd love to hear what you think of the episode and also the show. And stay tuned for next week because we are bringing it back. Here with Heidi is coming back next week. If you enjoyed the episode, it would help me so much if you left a review on Apple Podcasts. Somehow it helps with the algorithm so more listeners like yourself can find the pod and also relate to the content. Feel free to also follow at Happy Spotless Minds on Instagram to stay updated on behind the scenes, notifications on new episodes, and also some additional clips that didn't make it in this episode. I'll have everything linked in the show notes below. Thank you so much again for your support. I am your host, Heidi Poon, and I'll see you next week on another episode of Happy Spotless Minds.